Do babies have a natural instinct to sleep? Getting a better understanding of what my partner needed and what my children really needed, that's made a huge difference. Yes, yeah. otherwise I can get a little bit overwhelmed. <laughs> yeah, I think lots of parents can relate yeah. to that. You're listening to Kindling Conversation with Siobhan Hunt. Safety in the home with little kids is something that you can take for granted. You can buy all the electrical outlet covers when they're born, the fancy toddler gates when they start walking, but accidents still happen. Any parent knows that you turn your back, especially when they can walk or climb, and then off they go. So what are the common hazards in the home and some cost-effective ways to keep your little person safe? Carolyn Ziegler is a child safety expert and product development director of Dream Baby and she's joining us now in the studio. Hi Carolyn, how are you? Very well, very well indeed Siobhan. I think one of the things that frightens parents are YouTube videos because you can think that Parents like to show when things don't go according to plan. And there's one in particular of a little boy climbing up a a folded up safety ladder into basically over the gate, I think, and into the pool. And it was designed so kids couldn't climb up them, but he still did. And the mum was filming it as a public service announcement, if you like, to say, you know, even if you've got the safest equipment, um, it's not a replacement for watching your child. But any parent knows it's impossible to watch them 24-7. Correct. So is there a happy medium between, um, you know, coating everything in cotton wool, watching them like an eagle, and, and allowing them to learn on their own? Look, preparation's the key. If you've got things ready and prepared, you're anticipating a potential situation. So you're kind of minimising that that the impact of a, a potential act accident. You know, a child's job is learning, exploring. It's your job to keep them safe while they're doing it. So there's lots of little clues that we tell parents uh, that really will help them get prepared. One of the things that I encourage parents to do, whether the child's just about to start crawling or even going from that crawling, sitting up stage to walking and cruising and then running is get down on all fours and actually look at everything from your child's point of view. You'll actually see things very differently and you have to remember that mindset and it's very, very important to be looking for things that could be in the way. You know, a dropped coin is a choking hazard. You know, a tablet, I've had terrible, heard terrible stories where people have been in hotel rooms and a child's crawled around and because cleaning isn't always as efficient as it should be, let alone in our own homes, you know, you're busy, uh, but particularly in hotels, you've got to be careful. There could be a tablet behind a curtain. You've really got to plan ahead. So by getting down on the floor, you look for things. So remove tablecloths. Tablecloths, unfortunately, become a climbing hazard. You know, child uses it to climb up and the cup of tea or the hot something or the knife gets pulled down. You know, it's it's looking at it from their point of view. There's lots of little clues and lots of little hints that we can do to prepare ourselves, but children do the unexpected. That's what an accident is. If it's not an accident, goodness knows what, it, what else you'd call it. Nobody intentionally wants their child injured or harmed. So, you know, these are the things you do have to be prepared for. So we look at 
safety in a, a few different areas. So we start looking at children that are just starting to crawl. You have to watch if you've got animals in the house. You know, you don't want this all of a sudden this child that's crawling to crawl over to the dog, pull on its tail, pull its hair, its ears. Children don't do it intentionally to hurt something. They're doing it because they're playing. They're investigating. And you want them to be able to do that. But be aware so that you are prepared. And I'm curious because I know that um, lots of pregnant mums, first-time mums, will be very prepared before their baby comes home. Although if it's your first child, you've got no idea of what's to come. Um, I definitely found with my second I didn't mean to be, but I was a little bit more relaxed. And also my elder child, it's a real shock to the system when your younger child starts that thing of putting stuff in their mouth. Correct. Because your older child often has moved beyond that phase. Um, So when you talk about getting down on all fours and looking and seeing what's, um, what's a hazard, I guess you'd be saying... Don't just do it once. If you have another child. you've got to keep doing it. Yeah. Correct. See, there's a few things, you know, you think of a child playing with little Lego pieces. That's a choking hazard. You know, it's not the intention of that older child to have things that will harm their child, you know, their younger sibling. It's, It's just a matter of real life. You know, you've got a glass of water that's sitting there that the child might be drinking from and all of a sudden you've got this messy accident that could have happened. You know, there's certain things that we need to do. So what you really need to try to encourage your slightly older child to do is put away their toys. Good luck. You know, <laughs> yes. you, you want to be able to uh, look for storage that's simple. Or if you want to keep things out of reach, for example, we sell this nice little toy chain and a toy hammock that you can put toys into. So, And, you know, you just bring toys down in a small quantity. So you're also containing the number yes. of toys. <laughs> Sorry, and safety hazards, of that's course. Right. Um, that, your, you know, your child can have. But, you know, climbing you know, another thing that we're always telling parents to be careful of is strollers. Strollers are fantastic, but they're not a toy. You know, so children use them to climb on or they're using, you know, they'll put their fingers in something, they'll move a wheel. Always lock the wheels. We actually sell a product called a stroller way, which is really fantastic. It just fits on any door and you can hang your stroller up on it. So it's in reach, but it's really something that, you know, it's now out of, it's in reach for you, but not in reach for the child. So you've got that off the floor. So one of the things to try to encourage with your older child is keep areas uncluttered because that's where things happen. If you've got a pile of toys, that's where you'll find the Lego piece or the coin underneath and you want you know, you don't want to have that there as a potential choking hazard. You're listening to Kindling Conversation. I'm speaking with Carolyn Ziegler. She's the child safety expert and product development director of Dream Baby. And we're talking about how to keep your house as safe as you can for your children. One of the things, I, I'm quite paranoid, so I, I don't worry about safety too we much. We love parents here, like I, you. <laughs> I go a bit far. But um, one thing I know that must be hard for parents, especially when they're renting, is when you move to another um, place and you've got cupboards and televisions and all those sorts of things and um, that's my that was always my biggest fear that one of my children would pull one down on them because it, you hear that that happens I mean what can parents do if they you know when it's your place you can drill things, things in, in. Drill things in yep. uh, what it, do you recommend in that instance well 
individual cabinets and things, especially if they're yours, okay, you can still drill in. But we actually sell a lot of products that are adhesive. And adhesive products these days are sought after. And we're doing a huge development uh, and growing development in adhesive products for exactly that reason. We say great for renters. Um, You know, you've got products that you might need a magnetic key to open. You've got other products that just, you know, fit on the inside, others that fit on the outside. In fact, we have a number of products that just fit into handles on the outside. And that's really your first, you know, point of, you know, where do I go in the in the store? You know, look for the adhesive products. Uh, you can also use gates. Now, gates will keep children out of a complete area, and then you don't have to worry about individual parts of the that room. For example, kitchens, bathrooms. But you still want your child to see you, and you want to see them and keep them contained. So sometimes it might be using a playpen. Playpens are back in. People are realising <laughs> we can use them again. You know, um, I've actually recommended for a lot of parents that are ironing to stand inside the playpen with the ironing board. Oh, you put yourself iron. in. So you put yourself in. Not so the, the child. child is in the room. That's you know, clever, you're there. Um, you know, you want them to be able to do what they're doing with, and and you're protected, and yeah. the iron's protected. You know, it works perfectly well. The other thing also to think about, and this is where you need to speak to the landlord is landlords are becoming much more amenable to allowing you to screw things in so if they've given you for if you've given you they've given you furniture that is you know attached the wall no problem you go in you've got this wonderful piece of cabinetry but it could be unstable you know a lot of cabinets these days are very front heavy they're beautiful they're front heavy it's just a matter of you know gravity and physics they could fall now um, there have been recalls in a number of uh, furniture companies. So I think landlords are becoming more aware that they need to allow you to screw things into the wall, but you do need to ask. But the very worst thing that could happen is you end up patching the wall and repainting. Mm. You know, you have to weigh that up against the ability of, you know, what do I want to do to make sure my child's protected? And yes, there will be a cost. We sell a number of products that will help you fix your products to the wall. Mm. And these have become incredibly popular, but they need to be screwed in both to the furniture and the wall, and they have to be installed exactly to instructions. So you need to find a, a beam behind a giprock wall, or you have to, you know, if it's going to masonry, no problem. But your furniture is an issue. You, you know, there's a lot of really inexpensive furniture that has like a plyboard back that is so flimsy you can't attach anything to it. You must attach it to a solid part of the furniture. And hopefully your landlord's going to be very accepting of that. Now, we also have things that could, uh, a product to secure your your TV, which could be on that furniture, to the wall or the furniture. So again, this time it's on your furniture, but you've got to make sure that furniture is attached well to the wall as well or is very stable. So it's just a matter of now talking to your landlord. I would suggest... You do that before you choose the place, before you yes. sign the lease. Um, so, look, this is it. And that's um, definitely what we did. I remember I didn't think someone would rent to us because I was very pregnant and we had a little one. And I was surprised because I was like, oh, they don't want us because they're going to think the kids will destroy the property. But they said, actually, families stay for longer. So yeah. you can actually you have more power than you think as a family. And my husband thought I was a bit nuts, but that's nothing new and I just said look this is something I need like I need to know that this is 
I was nesting. Yeah, so this has to be absolutely. safe. So I made him go and drill Why everything is it the in. People that are pregnant move or build. <laughs> it's this. It's like a magnet waiting to. It's, it's insane. You know, just has to. Um, the other thing is animals. You know. Pe- we're finding that a lot more landlords are letting you take animals into properties. So I would hope if they're letting animals in, they're letting children in and they're letting you protect your children. See, now another thing is recently um, there is a new law that uh, windows have to be restricted to 10 centimetres after, uh, from first floor up. Now, your landlord has hopefully installed those. And if they haven't, they're actually bound to do that. So while you're asking them to screw things or can you screw things in, you also need to look around when you're looking at the place potentially as a renting you know, spot and make sure that it also suits your needs. You know, you want to make sure that Everything is in place. You're supposed to have your smoke alarms. You know, we sell a number of easy-to-install window locks. In fact, a lot of landlords are contacting us, body corporates, because it is vitally important. And that's another thing to remember. When you're setting up your nurseries, do not put the cots and cribs near the window because most of these products um, that are aftermarket actually have a release to open. And you want to be able to sometimes open those windows. Uh, Yes, not when your child's around, but you don't want the ability for that child to climb up on something and fall out. It's very important to think about. And blinds are a big issue too, Blind cords are huge. You know, there are new regulations on those, but there's a huge number of blind cords or blinds and curtains out there that have the long cords. And um, there are blind cord wind-ups and wraps that you can use to shorten those long cords and use them. Don't hesitate because children have been strangled. Uh, They've had an absolute issue with this in many countries of the world. We had a situation about three years ago where there were, I think it was three children within a very short period of time, unfortunately were wrapped in a cord and suffered from strangulation and did pass away. And it was just this terribly tragic accident and it's totally unintentional you know a child's playing it's a piece of cord you've got to be careful with clothing you know watch out for you know um, often uh, caps used to have long ribbons and that became a choking hazard or a strangulation hazard likewise you know pacifier holders in the past they used to have really long ribbons can't do that anymore. There's no official um, standard on that, but you do need to be careful. You don't want anything that is longer than 10 centimetres. You know, you clip it onto the child's clothing and put the dummy in their mouth. There are lots of things like that, but, you know, cord blinds and window cords are really, really a problem. And you need to keep cots and cribs away from those as well, because a child's playing in their cot and they, you know, they spin around and unfortunately the inevitable horrific as it is, can happen. So one of the things I have a conflict over is um, knowing that there are places which are dangerous and trying to keep the children out of it. But most of those dangerous places are also highly functional. They're places that you will be a lot of the time. So can you talk me through which are the most dangerous parts of the home and how you might deal with that? Easy question. Kitchen, bathroom, laundry, garage also. Kitchen, bathroom, laundry. You are in and out of those many, many times a day. Okay. To be honest, with bathrooms, the easiest, put a gate. Use a gate. Your biggest issue becomes when you've got a toddler that's toilet training. That gate needs to be able to be open. uh, And then you've got the baby. So what you'll do is you'll use it some of the time. You won't use it all of the time. But you'll have to keep yourself very vigilant with that bathroom when that gate is open. Um, There are... 
lots of things you need to think about. So the water temperature, make sure most of most bathrooms today or most ha- houses, homes have hot water temperature gauges on the hot water system and you need to make sure that it's kept at the right temperature so children can't quickly hurt themselves. Um, scalding is a nightmare. It's just a, a, an unthinkable accident. Um, you know, st- close the cupboards, make sure you've got catches on your cupboards, use your power points, your power outlet plugs, you know, make sure they're all well and truly covered. But a gate will help you much more easily cover that whole area. Kitchens. Now, kitchens are a nightmare. Move all poisons, sharps out from under the sink. You do not want those there. They must be kept high up, out of reach of children in a locked cabinet. You can't keep them down down because sometimes cabinets do not get reclosed. You want them out of the way. Cooking. Make sure that all handles on pots are turned in. If you can, cook when the children are asleep. Reheat in the microwave much easier. Most stoves today, most ovens don't get very hot, so you're actually pretty lucky there. You know, back in the when my kids were little, they used to get very hot. Uh, you want to make sure that all, you know, give them a, a, a cupboard or a, a drawer that has plastics in it. You want them to be able to have their drawer. You want them to learn how to close a drawer without jamming their fingers. And, you know, you do want them, as you were saying at the beginning, you you know, the fine line between overcautious and letting them play. You do want them to feel comfortable. It's their home. They've got to grow up in it. So you just need to plan ahead. You know, make sure you've got sharp, you know, sharp corners of cabinets covered with a corner cushion so that they're, you know, they're going to be running around. I don't know about you, but I bump into things, let alone children. (laughs) So, and then of course, then we've got the laundry. Now the laundry has its whole new realm. A lot of people keep kitty litter in the laundry. You've got to be careful for that. Also, I don't know if you're aware, but pregnant women need to be careful of kitty litter. Okay. So kitty litter, you know, you want to keep them away from that. Detergents, washing liquids, dropped coins, things fall out of clo- out of pockets when you're putting things in the washing machine. You've got 3,000 things in your arms. You might not remember to pick it up. So you want to, again, to me, one of the best things to use there is a gate and uh, a cat hopefully can go over the top of the gate. But wherever possible, keep them out of those areas altogether. Kitchen's your hardest in this particular case. And finally, um, what are some resources that parents can kind of go through and check the safety of their own home? Uh, We have some checklists on our website um, and that always is helpful. KidSafe's a great, great resource. Use them. They have so many things on their website. You can go to KidSafe House, which is at Westmead. They're amazing. I mean, there are different KidSafe offices around the country. And uh, if you went to our website, we actually have a lot of podcasts you can listen to on soundcloud.com slash Dream Baby Safety, or one word. So that's soundcloud.com slash Dream Baby Safety. But, you know, look, research, you know, what are things that people are looking for? Happily go into blogs, listen to what people are saying. Just listen, but always choose what's convenient for you. Don't go into stress mode and go, oh my God, I haven't got that. I can't, my, my child's never going to make it. You know, it's a lot of common sense. Unfortunately, common sense can be, you know, you can also get too, you know, you can get scared over common sense. There are things where people throw things at you and say, well, you must do this. You must do that. Every child is different. Every parent is different. Every home is different. When you have one child, it's very different to when you have a second child. One child, you've got one new personality that you've introduced into the family. 
two children, you've got a second personality that you've introduced into the family, but you've also got the interaction between child number one and child number two. There's just so much there and there is no right or wrong. Yes, you need to protect your child. Yes, be prepared. Yes, be vigilant, but enjoy your children. That's part of the reason we like to encourage people to keep simple safety products around the house, you know, safety solutions that mean you can turn your back. You're still there. You can turn your back while you're cooking. If you haven't done it while they're asleep, you know, you've got to enjoy your children. Your children need to enjoy you. And that's what life's about. Excellent. What a lovely place to end it on. Carolyn, thank you so much for your help today. Thank you for having me. That was Carolyn Ziegler. She's a child safety expert and product development director at Dream Baby. And if you would like to head to any of those links that Carolyn spoke about, we'll put them all up on our website. Just head to kindling.com.au. You've been listening to Kindling Conversation. If you enjoyed it, there's plenty more where that came from. Find other stories and interviews at our website. Just head to kindling.com.au.